0: have had some phone calls uh, for us to be praying for Shirley Butler. She is back in the hospital. She has pneumonia and she's having a heart cath tomorrow morning. So please be, be praying, be praying for Shirley Butler. If you will turn in your Bibles To Joshua chapter 6, I am thrilled to be able to finally bring you this message, this Bible story of Joshua at the Battle of Jericho. I've been looking through books, and I cannot find the song for us to sing, but I was thinking of singing it myself, but my wife asked me not to. No, Joshua at the Battle of Jericho. Uh. (coughs) Do the kids know it? Do the kids? I know the first line, Joshua at the Battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua at the Battle of Jericho and the... That's tonight's story. We can go home. Let's start all over again, though, so even that our kids understand, a long time ago, even before this, all the Israelites were down in Egypt, and they became slaves, and they were slaves for 400 years, and finally, God, for the right timing, the right... Oh, 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 I'm supposed to be over here. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> At the right timing, God sent, who was the leader? Class. Moses. Moses came into the picture, and Moses led the people Israel over the Red Sea on dry ground. Then they went into the desert, and they're now ready to go north into Israel. But first, Joshua wants to send some spies out and see what's the best way to go. And of the 12 spies, only two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, thought it was possible. Listen, sometimes we as Christians are called upon to believe the impossible. But God was so upset with the other 10 spies That he said, okay, if that's the way you feel about it, we're just going to do circles in the desert till all of the older generation dies off. And then Joshua is going to lead the people over the Jordan River on dry ground. That's where we are now. Last week, Joshua and maybe three million people crossed over the Jordan River on dry ground. And then, and then they camped in Gilgal and they're ready to go. They're ready to go attack this impossible city, this impossible wall. Those of you that can picture it, probably, archaeologically, eight acres. The city was eight acres wide and strong. And the wall was all the way around it, surrounded the city itself in one of the strongest cities in the, that part of the known world. Also, necessary to say, one of the most evil, one of the most sinful and evil cities in the known world. So now they're ready. Here we go. Chapter 6, verse 1. And Jericho was was right away shut up because of the children of Israel. No one went in. No one came out. Just three miles away, just like down where the red light is, there's three million people camping. And those three million people want our land. They want our city. And they're probably going to kill us all. And what's it say? The oh, wait a minute, that sounds a little bit like today where some of, the, some of our uh, institutions are shut up, our schools are shut down, everything's locked up because of another invader. My wife calls it Corolla, Corolla virus. Then she calls it constitutional virus. Then she, we keep, we have lessons Rodney teaching her how to say, coronata virus. That was it. Okay. But just as if, just as if uh, there's an invader coming into our church right now, no one's allowed in, no one's allowed out, and the men in our church would be guarding the windows. And there would be those here with guns. There would be those here to protect our people. That's what it's like right now. All the doors, all the windows, everything is shut on these walls around this huge city. Eight acres of Jericho. And the Lord said unto Joshua, verse 2, I have given into thine hand Jericho, And the king thereof, I've given you Jericho and the king and all the mighty men of valor, all the soldiers of Jericho. Now, if you believe that, if you believe that, doesn't it just fill you with courage? When we know the outcome ahead of, when we know what's going to happen before it even happens, God foresaw the the victory at Jericho and God foresees our victories as well. As I was just now sitting there I was thinking how can I make this application to the younger generation? I'd like to show you something that will give you courage, all of us courage. Turn to the book of Revelation and turn to chapter 19 verse 11. Right now I don't I want to be careful how I say this. But God, our Lord Jesus Christ, he's working behind the scenes. He's got things going on that none of us can understand. He's got whole countries that he'd like to he'd like to lead to salvation. He, and and there are wars and rumors of wars. But he's not going to be in the shadows. For long. At the end of this world, this is going to happen. I'm in chapter 19, verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him was called faithful and true Jesus, sitting on a white horse, and it's going to happen. Hasn't happened yet, it's going to happen. Knowing that it's going to happen should give us courage. Joshua is known for his courage. His name is faithful and true, and in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head was many crowns. In verse 13, he was clothed in a vesture or a shirt, a jacket dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him, Upon white horses, clothed in fine linen and white and clean. Now, again, we might be those armies. When we get to heaven before this, it is possible you'll be assigned a horse to get to know, it is possible you'll have riding lessons. It is possible that in this last war, and it's really not the last war. Some of you know what I'm speaking of. But in this last battle, this is the battle of Armageddon. It's going to happen. We might lose a lot of battles. We might lose a lot of legal or constitutional battles in our lifetime. But I promise you, when it comes to the end... We win. It goes on. Verse 14 And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth, out of Jesus' mouth, goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he will tread out the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of God. And he hath on his vesture and his thigh a new name, King of kings, Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in heaven. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves to the supper of the great God. He's going To kill all of the evil soldiers and kings and rulers. Look, look, we win. It might seem like you're outnumbered when you go to school, when you go to work. We win. And that should give us courage with a little bit of a smile when they pick on us. Because we know. I'm back in the book of Joshua again. Joshua has, just been, Joshua has just been told by God that he's going to win. If God tells you you're going to win, are you going to win? We're going to win. We're going to be the winners. Like I said, we might lose some battles, but we win the war. Chapter, chapter 6, we go on. Verse 2. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And you shall compass, the word compass means to circle the city, all you men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do that six days in a row. The seven priests shall hold on their backs the ark there's I'm I'm, talk, I'm I'm sorry the seven trumpets of ram's horns and the seventh day you shall circle the city seven times and the priests shall blow with the trumpets stopping right there for a moment stopping right there for a moment Joshua's going what Joshua is an accomplished general that's not the way you win a war The way you win a war is put a put a million of men over on that side, over on that hill. Put a million men over on this side. Start a forest fire over here and and have some distractions. Throw some ropes, maybe, over the wall. That's how you take a that's how you take a city. That's how you take a, a castle. But not when God's the commander in chief. Joshua trusted and believed in God's unusual plan. you and I need to be able to trust in God's unusual plans for us. even this little thing of, of the coronavirus we have to just trust in God and keep our faith and keep our courage. none of this is gone on God's not unprepared. He knows, he's, he knows, and he's got a plan for it, and in some cases, people are going to come back to the Lord because of it, but God knows how he's going to take this walled city. God already knows, and he's not going to do it with the power of man. He knows how he's going to knock down the walls, but he's not going to do it with, even if they had cannon fire, they're not, not going to do it with anything like that. God's going to do it in a very unusual way. Verse 5, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horns, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, and all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before it. Jericho has had like 10 different archaeologically discoveries, dis- discoveries on it. Almost always there's one there trying to dig up the history of the past. When Bonnie and I were visiting in Israel, we weren't allowed to go to Jericho. It was ran by the Arabs and the Palestinians. They own Jericho. It's just an understanding. You don't go to Jericho if you're, if you're American or if you're Israeli. But this city, this, this find, this archaeological discovery, all the discoveries in the world, all the archaeological discoveries in the world when walls fall they fall inward. I'm talking hundreds of archaeological discoveries with the walls falling inward. These walls aren't going to fall inward. They're going to fall outwards so the soldiers will be able to climb up over them and to get into the city. What an amazing thing. Wow. Wow. Verse eight. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people, now these were all the plans. They haven't, they haven't actuated them yet. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of the ram's horns passed on before the Lord, and blew with. The trumpets and the Ark of the Covenant and the Lord followed and the armed men. Now, this Ark of the Covenant is the special significance of the very special presence of the Lord. The Ark. Some of you know it as Raiders of the Lost Ark. Basically, that's what it is. what it is. They go. Verse 9, And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets, and that afterward came with the ark, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word come out of your mouth until the day I tell you, and then you shall shout. And the ark of the Lord circled the city, going about it, once the first day so here's what's going here's what's going on jericho they have their spies up on the mountains and they're sending they didn't have cell phones yet oh how the world would be different if there were cell phones back then but they they had these messenger system and the the israelites have been down there camping near to the near the River Jordan. They're down there feasting and having a a party, getting ready for battle. And they've got these spies up here watching. And all of a sudden, something's new. And the one calls to the other. They have the two-man system, I figure. And they the hey, they're coming. They're coming. Go take a message to the king. So he goes and he goes blasting into the king's castle, And he says, they're coming. And the king rings a bell or something. And all of his soldiers go to the wall. And they're up on the wall. And they're ready. Boy, they got all their crossbows ready. They got all their other bows ready. I don't think they had any shotguns or rifles yet. (laughs) But they have all their armed men up on the wall all the way. And here comes Israel. And they, These men, number one, they're remember, they're scared to death. They have heard of the miracles that the God of Israel has done. And here they come. And some of them are saying, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. It's going to happen. We're going to die. But the men surrounded the city, circled the city, and went back home. First day. These first day. These men of Jericho. What are they doing? And they go home. Okay, everybody's happy. They're having a party down at the campsite. Second day, here they come again. Send a, send a spy back. And he's running the best he can. He gets back to the king and he says, they're coming. And they blow the horns and they, all the men get up on the, on the walls. Second day. What are they doing, Rodney? What are they doing? There they go back home again. They're talking to each other. But they're losing their edge. After six days, here they come. Now, I believe the, I believe the messenger's walking back. There's no hurry. There's no, there's no imminent attack, nothing. And, hey, king, they're coming. Yeah, 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 ring the bell. And the men all get up on the wall. And now they've been trained to not worry, to not be ready. No arrows in the crossbows. Everybody's just sitting there watching them go. And then after that seventh day, they didn't go home. Something new. They circled again. They circled the city again and again and again. Something I do because of this. This was one of my very first sermons back in 1998. And ever since then, on Saturday night, I circle the pews on my prayer walk every Saturday night before I go to bed on Saturday nights and I pray, I pray for your families I pray, pray for you, I pray for the situations for the hospitals and I walk around the pews it gives me courage to know that God is in charge the seventh time they go around let's see if we can find us Verse 12, and Joshua rose up early in the morning and the priests took up the ark and the seven priests hearing everything's the same. On the second day, verse 14, and the second day all the way to the sixth day, the same. And it came to pass, verse 15, on the seventh day that they arose early about the dawning of the day and circled the city in the same manner that they'd already done. Only that day they circled Seven times. And by now, the king and the people are shaking in their boots, sandals. Shaking in their their sandals. And now, what are they doing? What are they doing? And it came to pass, verse 15, that on the seventh day they rose up early, they circled the city... And they circled the city seven times. And it came to pass, verse 16, at the seventh time when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, shout. I was going to be silly. I was going to have everyone here at the same time shout as loud as you can. Just to give you some reverberation here. But I'm not a youth pastor now. I'll leave that for the youth pastors to be that silly. But if you could imagine three million people screaming, screaming. They shout. Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. And the city shall be a curse, even it and all that are therein. To the Lord, only Rahab shall live, she and all that are her family, because she hid the the spies. So Rahab and her family are going to be the only family that will be saved out of the entire city. Men, women, and children. It is such an evil place. Not Joshua decided, God decided to just kill them all. To start over in that city. But he did say in verse 10. But the silver and the gold vessels and the brass, iron, are concentrated unto the Lord. Consecrated unto the Lord. And they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpet. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout. That the wall fell down. Now, the people were simply, Israelites were simply being obedient. It's an unusual way to attack a city, amen? Never been done before. But God uses unusual instruments, even us, and he uses unusual methods, even us, methods that that make no sense whatsoever. I, I remember years ago, trying to read books of scientists who would say three million people aiming the voices at one place might knock the wall down, trying to take the supernatural out of it. This was supernatural. And when God knocked the city down, he knocked it outward and not inward so that the men could come up into the city and uh, conquer the city. Wow, there's, there's a word there. There's a, a blessing there upon Rahab. Verse 25. Joshua saved Rahab. Alive in her father's household and all that she had. And she dwelled in Israel even to this day. At that day of the writing when it was written. Because she had the messengers. She hid the messengers which Joshua had sent. Stopping right there for a moment. She went, she went and married, she was married to one of the Israelites. She also is recorded in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, in the great chapter of faith, along with all the other uh, heroes of the faith. She's in that because she, even though she was from Jericho, Canaanite, she confessed that the God of Israel was the God of the whole earth. And she went out of her comfort zone and hid those, hid those spies so that they could get back to Joshua. You might meet her someday. She's in heaven. You don't get into the Hall of Fame, chapter 11, without being saved. You're liable to meet her in heaven. I don't know if we have name tags in heaven. But we'll, we'll meet these great, great people. And I, I just wanna, I wanted to share this with you because it applies to us now. We have something in our future. It seems like we're losing some battles. And we could get so pounded down if we're always losing battles, even legal and constitutional, but I promise you, we win the war. I promise you that. As the musicians come, could we sing this last hymn together? As they come, let's have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, please, please, Lord. Please, Lord, have your will be done. And if it's your will... It happens. You're so great and wonderful and strong and powerful and loving and kind. And because of you, we can have so much courage when nobody else might. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we win the war. Thank you, Lord, for that as well. In Jesus' name, amen.